And we are back with another Black Window Cream podcast. New episode every single Wednesday and Sunday. I'm your host, Ben Haggerty, a.k.a. Ben Real Verse World. <sighs> Today's a good episode, guys. It's a fucking good episode. I don't really know how to sit. If you're watching this on YouTube, I just realized I'm sitting very weird with my hands. I don't know why I'm doing that. Sorry. Um, yeah, Sean Sauce. That's my guy. Okay. Sean's on the podcast today. Um, it's a great episode. Sean is uh, very talented when it comes to understanding how to grow an audience. Take it from me. He's helping me do that with Black and Cream. Um, and he's done it for several other companies. He himself had over a million followers on Vine back when it was popping. He was getting brand deals left and right. He was helping his homies get brand deals and he was making a cut off of them. Um, and, and then he moved forward into working with companies like Karma Loop. He's worked in, worked with, uh, who's he working with right now? Um, America's Funniest Home Videos. Like companies like that, taking them from getting like, you know, whatever views that they're getting at the time to like, thousands and thousands and thousands of millions of impressions um with his expertise so i really like talking to sean sean's he's a great video creator he was really really funny when he was making his vine videos he does youtube shit right now his sketches and stuff like that are really really fucking funny so i think you're really going to enjoy listening to sean um there's just a lot that you can learn especially if you're a creator that's really trying to take your shit to the next level and you know all of us want to get more followers all of us want to get more video views all of us want to you know increase our engagement Sean has some good ideas on how you can do that. Um, so definitely listen to this podcast episode. I think you will enjoy it. I don't know. Today's a good day. My family's in town, so it's awesome. I've been kicking it with my family, taking them around Hollywood, sort of. You know, just a couple of little things. I got a little hit list that I, I drew up, but I think uh, I think they're gonna have a good time. Feels good. I think uh, if I could get the time, it'd be dope to interview my dad and my mom. That'd be fucking tight. Uh, I don't know if they have time to do it while they're here, but we'll try. My dad helped me hang up this. Uh, black dry erase board that we got over here if you know me you know that i've i'm fucking obsessed with dry erase boards helps me stay organized so i'm excited about that one it looks cool got some neon colors some white markers and shit that's dope the pot the studio's starting to come along guys it really is it looks fucking amazing just sitting from here looking at it i know we'll do like an office tour video at some point when it's kind of dialed in there's a couple more things i want to get to finish it but it's like really fucking close uh but i'm yeah i'm very excited i think this is gonna increase our creativity and allow us to do so much more by being in here so thanks to everyone on patreon <clears throat> had to clear my throat sorry um yeah patreon people you guys help me offset the cost on this place so big shout out to you guys for doing that shit really appreciate you supporting us on patreon um the people who purchase merchandise fucking shout out to you for buying the shit and rocking the shit this merch is fly as fuck wear the hat this mug oh my god drink coffee out of it every day i have three how many did you buy i didn't buy them oh i did buy them i paid for them but i i paid wholesale so we had to increase the the cost just because it costs a lot of money to live in here or not live in here work in here um so i hope you understand but i also hope you really enjoy the merch because we spent a lot of time working and designing and creating this shit my boy scotty created this stephanie dave everyone worked on the merch it's so fucking dope so anyway shop bwnc.com uh that's it i feel like i just want to get to this one it's a really good funny interview it's the dude's hilarious so um it but he's really shy so that's what's really funny is like in real life he's like seems very quiet shy but he'll go do the wildest shit on camera <laughs> like i think there's this one uh video where he's like in a mall and he's pranking people and he's like walking up to them with his cell phone and just saying like hey i just bought this cell phone but i don't know my number yet could uh you call my number and then i'll you'll be able to tell me what my number is um so he would just 
have them dial their number in on his phone and then he would call them and then they would tell him the number but then he told him that I just wanted your number and then he actually went on a date with this girl anyway it's a whole nother world uh yeah new episode every single Wednesday and Sunday um shit's been fun I'm excited for the podcast I think we're I feel like now we're about to actually take this shit and start really pumping out content from the Black Window Cream headquarters. Like there's gonna be a lot of shit that we're working on that can come out, including a physical meetup. No date planned yet, but we're working on one where I think it could be really, really fucking dope. We're gonna start it in Los Angeles and then hopefully do it in a couple other places. But yeah, we're gonna figure it out. Anyway, I love you guys. Thank you for tuning in. Um, That's it. See you next week, you bitch. Attention. If you stop this podcast recording at any time, you will die. I don't want to die. Do you want to live? Yeah. You have 24 hours to share this podcast with five people or you will die. I'm kidding. You won't die. You're just weak shit for not sharing. And the winner of the best motherfucking podcast goes to... Goes to... Black with no cream. What do you think? It's so fucking dumb and so fucking Ben Haggerty. I knew you would say that. And we're back with another Black with no cream podcast. New episode every single Wednesday, Sunday. Today, the special guest. He was once the, a million followed, a million follower. I don't know how to say that. How do I say that? He once had one million followers on Vine. Exploded on the internet. Sean Sauce. Do you have a YouTube channel? Was your YouTube channel Sean Sauce TV? It is currently Sean Sauce TV. It is Sean Sauce TV. All right, Sean Sauce TV on the motherfucking shit. Um, do do you ever tell people your real name? Uh, no. Okay, no, we I, won't. I think my Facebook name is Sean Sauce. You'll see me commenting on Black No Cream stuff, um, but that's my name. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. I was like, should I start it off with your last name? Because I, I don't want to reveal so people can find you. But anyway, how you doing, dude? Doing good. Good to be in this new studio space. It's pretty sick. It's cool, right? Yeah. We got the lighting almost there. Um, the camera's almost there. I gotta buy new cameras. I yeah, I was, I'm kind of sad because I, I actually wanted to be in your kitchen. I heard that you had some good food like in your snack cabinet and stuff. Yeah, but, I, got uh, some, I got some shit. I guess the studio is kind of fine, I guess. <laughs> this shit's way... I mean, I do need a fridge. We gotta get a fridge in here and then the coffee setup will be fire. But right now we just go down to that cafe and get the shit. Sean! Um, for people who don't know you, can you explain you? Yeah, well, I'm Sean. Uh, as Ben said, I at one point had a million followers. The reason why I don't anymore is because Vine's not a thing. Because <laughs> they deleted that shit? Yeah, but I mean, I still, uh, I guess, accomplished that. Still learned a lot from that and kind of turned that into a career. You know, yeah. six second videos into what is now my career. You literally, I feel like, so... I'll explain it in the intro and try to, you know, make sure people understand my theory on you. Mm-hmm. But I think you have so much value when it comes to understanding the insights and the insides and out of social, right? All things social, like your ability to understand where to take a brand or where to take a name and excel it is pretty ridiculous. And I feel like I don't Thanks. even know if you know that your insight on this shit, but this is what he does for a job. He, you worked for various different companies helping build up their social accounts. You've taken people like Karma Loop Up. You've taken people like, uh, you're currently working with um, America's, America's Funniest, funniest Home Videos. Home videos. 
which is fucking tight as fuck. You forget that they exist because TV is not that <laughs> prevalent, but now they're just taking over the internet, I guess. Mm-hmm. Thanks to you. Still got the TV show too. That's crazy. Yeah. What is that? What Almost is that? 30 years this September or August. God damn. So yeah, you, you, you specialize in understanding how, you know, how to take and grow social, right? Like, was that safe to say? Yeah. I mean, it's all about numbers and, you know, that's kind of always the goal is to grow them. Which I feel like is very, um, something that everyone should pay attention to because most of us as creators are looking to grow our social accounts. That's like, so that's such a huge need, I guess, in this industry. Um, so I feel like you have a lot of value that you're going to add to anyone that's listening to understand where to, or things, steps and steps that they should take or measures that they should take to help grow their social accounts and make sure that they're providing valuable content that people give a fuck about. Yeah. Um, I mean, everyone wants to make stuff that gets seen. Right. You know? So what, I mean, you've had videos get over a million views on your YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. You used to do YouTube a lot, right? Yeah. A lot more than now. Yeah. And now, cause we've just, so, okay. So back, backstory, Sean reached out to me forever ago. Almost two years now. That's like, crazy. It was, like I, I was looking at an email thread. So I just typed in like Ben real or something. Yeah. And I saw something from 2017. I was like, there's no way it's been over a year. Cause I thought it was maybe a year. Right. It's almost been two. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. You reached out and he was like, I don't even remember how I initiated, but he was just like, yo, I, f- I feel like you're onto something with black and cream. I would love to help you with this shit, like in any way possible. And we met at WeWork. Mm-hmm. That's where we met first. I know you have a Polaroid. I have a Polaroid picture that you took of me on, on my phone somewhere of me, like get pouring a coffee or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> But we had a meeting then and you kind of just were starting to open my eyes to like possibilities of where we should or could Man, take. I was telling him about the Patreon like then, then back then. Two years ago like, almost. Let's do it. And, and we've been like, literally I don't know. I don't yeah, know. we've been talking about it. I remember calling you. I'm trying to remember where I was coming home from, but I was I was driving home from somewhere and I was talking to you for like 40 minutes on the phone and we were just talking about Patreon and like what the possibilities were to this. And like you were opening up my eyes to how that could benefit the community and the growth of this and help excel it. And now we do it. And thank, thankfully like that shit helps me pay for this, which Mm -hmm. is cool. So, um, I think that that, I don't know, you just, it's fucking ridiculous. Your insight on social shit. I don't really even know where to, how to get started with it, but I do know that I think, coming from vine i know i want to get back to that or even earlier than that but like Mm -hmm. what i see is you soaked in what it was the culture of vine you were able to adapt in into that milked it as much as possible in real life you're like mad quiet and shy like i feel like that's you okay yeah i don't know if you guys noticed he's very like quiet and shy and then you you start playing some of his videos and you're like what the fuck because you you're like the perfect specimen for like a youtuber in my opinion thanks so he's like willing to do like the other day he came to the office it was like late as fuck like one or one in the morning or something and he called me and was like hey i'm gonna come up like film me and he comes flying around the corner (laughs) flying around the corner and he's got um a boom or a fucking light a soft box light expanded hanging out of his backpack (laughs) and he was carrying like an orange street cone on a fucking uh, bird scooter and like dropped the cone in front of some guy that was crossing the street no he he couldn't see us yeah and you like fell and shit and it was like the funniest shit ever like you just would go out of your way to be ridiculous pop the video up for the video people yeah shit should play right now play right now or play before should we look right here and just (laughs) Mm -hmm. nico just put the motherfucker right there Thanks, Nico. Uh, hopefully I downloaded it. 
I have it. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, but anyway, you do stuff like that. Like you're willing to step outside of your boundaries and, and make content or try to do things that'll get, uh, views, I guess like that. That's just, you push it to that level. But like YouTube or from Vine and YouTube, like, was that always your mentality with that shit was like, try to find outlandish things that I could do to provoke, I don't know, people to watch. Yeah. I guess even before that, uh, you know, I've, I've always, so when I, like when I was 13, I guess going back to the first time I saw a YouTube video, I was 13 years old and I guess that was 13 years ago. Right. Like, so what years, like 2006, 2007. Mm. So I saw the first YouTube video and it was like how to like dunk a basketball or something stupid. But as soon as I was able to like search the content that I wanted to see, it was game over. Like no more TV for me. It was just YouTube from then on out. And I've always just kind of like searched what I've wanted to watch. And I've always since then paid attention to like what's trending and like what is getting the most views. And I guess kind of studying like what other people want to see and I guess just for the last 13 years, I've just kind of been obsessed with like what people want to see. And I've always, I guess like with the whole vine thing and like my own personal stuff, I've Mm -hmm. just, I made some of that stuff like solely to get views, I guess. I mean, it's fun to do. Like I wouldn't do it if it wasn't that fun, but I mean, yeah, the main thing was just people are going to watch it. So what, when, when vine started, immediately did you start your Vine account with like, oh, I could probably get a lot of followers out of this? Or were you just like trying to, you were just doing shit because it was funny and then it just took off? How did that work? Yeah, How did it was, I knew it was like a follower thing. Like You it, knew right away? Mm-hmm. So then Because before then, I was on an app called Cinemagram, which was four second videos, no sound. So it was basically like GIFs. Yeah. But I was doing comedy shit back then too, just making like How? really stupid videos. I was just... I remember like the Harlem Shake was popular back then. I would just do like a gif like like when you Harlem like when you Harlem Shake, like when you have to pee or something like the Harlem <laughs> Shake that comes when you pee, like the fucking EBGB shit. Yeah. But you just turn that into a gif and like, you know, like you have, everything's visual because yeah. there's no sound. Right. And I mean most of the internet's like that now too because everyone's watching shit on Facebook, no audio. Right. There's a lot of subtitles. <clears throat> um, but yeah, it was just stuff like that and and I was pretty big on Cinemagram and there's other people who I remember back then who are still really big now. Like, um, one person like lean in cuisine. Mm. If you've seen him, he's Mm -hmm. like a comedian, but he's still really big now. And yeah, but we're on Cinemagram and I wouldn't have transitioned over to Vine if I didn't see it as like an opportunity to, you know, grow as a creator. Yeah. That's funny. Cause like when I, I remember Vine starting and everyone, you know, everyone starts, telling you to watch the shit on there because it's funny as fuck and all right i changed my mind because i advise you to do that when you have to sip coffee i can hear it me too and i bet that's been the case for the last 70 fucking episodes nico cut that out sorry no now what you should do is when we drink coffee we'll move just go like this uh and you take a sip of your coffee. That's the new wave. I'm going to initiate that from now on. Honestly, I actually want to upgrade and get the like real studio mics so we don't have mm-hmm. to fucking wear these things anymore because I think some people are divas and probably wouldn't put it on. Thoughts? Uh, I think it's cool. I like it. I do too. But yeah, I think like <clears throat> mics, would, I think it would just visually look better. Yeah, it probably would. And, and we're going for a better look anyway. Anyway. Does this stuff get cut out from Nico? No. Oh, fuck. We don't, I don't cut this motherfucker. Everyone's right. hearing this. My mom's listening to this right now. My mom listens to every Sorry, single mom. episode. Sorry for what? You didn't do shit. I was just, <laughs> I told you to do that. Uh, back to Vine. When I remember, I remember Vine starting, 
and I, you know, I always wanted to be like making YouTube videos or just making content. I never thought of it as like, I want to be a YouTuber. That didn't make sense back then. But I remember when Vine started and it like took off and I never treated it like an opportunity to grow a social account. I would make shit and I thought it was funny. And if I'd do it like once and then like three weeks later, I'd be like, oh, I'm going to make something else for Vine. That'd be funny. Or like, I just treated it like Instagram where it, it just was about your life. It wasn't like play to the audience or build the yeah, audience. I mean, and look at the people who did do that, like King Batch, mm-hmm. like movies now, like yep. writing stuff, like Wayne's brothers and stuff. I directed um, him in my EA video. That's crazy. Right. But uh, that, that's from Vine. I know. You know. Even before Vine, like he was doing stuff on YouTube, like he had top quality, like good, funny skits on, yeah. on YouTube, but like not that many people, not as many pe- people would have seen it if it weren't for Vine. 100%. And I mean, you've done stuff for what, like Rudy Mancuso too. Mm-hmm. Another Viner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, huge people from LA Vine. Ponds, all those people. But I, I mean, th- th- yeah, th- those are the, t- the, those are the people who saw that as the opportunity to kind of grow and the people who treated it as a like, comedy app. Yeah. You know, are the people who kind of transformed how the internet still is kind of today. So like when Vine was, we can talk more about Vine because I feel like that, how, I mean, that was like a a year, two years of your time. I mean, three. How long did Vine last? 2014 to 16. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, like right. Almost three, four years. So I, my friend, Mars, shout out to Mars. He started. I know him. I met him through D Sharp. Yeah, through D Sharp. Yeah. Yep. So Mars had his his um, six second covers. That's what he was doing on mm-hmm. Vine, and that shit blew up overnight. It was like literally overnight. People reposted his shit, and it like went bananas. And um, I remember him. It like popped off, and he he like got like fifty thousand followers or something like that. And right away, he just continue to make the covers and stuff and it started booming in the but it was like 50,000 followers and the algorithm wasn't fucked so like it was a true 50,000 people paying attention mm-hmm. like they were really re- interacting it wasn't like one tenth of your following you know how Instagram be like yeah, the Vine followers were like the, the most they were there engaged it, it was ridiculous and they followed you everywhere dude yeah. like you, you posted a YouTube video like they wanted to see more than six seconds mm-hmm. of you but that's why all the Viners are still huge now because like their initial fan base wanted to see more than six seconds of them. So they just went to all platforms. So his, where I think Mars went wrong was that he wasn't able to push quick enough to the other platforms, right? So he only had a few thousand trickle out. And at the time we always were like, yo, you need to put, like immediately I was like, yo, you need to release an EP because they were loving this, these acoustics. They loved anything this motherfucker did because of his long dread hair and all this shit. You know what I mean? He, he, was like the play, look for sure. he played that part and they were down to buy. And I was like, this is where you profit. Like this is where you need to make some money. And then you can put that money into like making better content or mm-hmm. moving or whatever. But he waited too long and then Vine died and he didn't move very many people back. So it's like it restarted him. And then in your case, you push people to your YouTube channel and build up a file. Like how many subs do you have to that now? Like 60 K. Right. So what was your, what was your thought process? Like, were you actively trying to get them to another social account or cause I think that that's where King batches and those people won because they were able to like f- fuck get, come over mm-hmm. here first, come over here. Cause I think maybe people saw that Vine could go away Yeah, where you need to like, you know, I thought that was so important for people at the time was like push them to other platforms in case one goes away tomorrow. What do you do? Mm-hmm. So like, what was your thought process on that at the time? Yeah. So there's certain videos where, you know, I would do like a prank video on YouTube, but the, you know, uh, like the, some of the ones that have a million views or like the giant iPad prank that went crazy on YouTube because I put a six second snippet on my vine that would get, 
you know, reshared. Like, just how people like Fuck Jerry will just share other people's shit. Yeah. And, yeah, so, that like, those were one of the videos that just went crazy on Vine. And, like, luckily, it all benefited my YouTube channel because mm-hmm. I watermarked it. Right. But um, that was kind of the strategy for, like, some things. Yeah. But I still kind of feel like what happened to Mars, like, I didn't push enough people. You um, didn't. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. I mean, that's how I feel. But I feel like that's what kind of led me to, want, like, working for brands. Yeah. And, uh like kind of just learning the brand side of things. That's what I'm interested in because I think like you took it from, you could have continued to try to make like, okay, I got a million followers here. Now I need to like, I need the million. I need the million to be over here and here and here. And like, obviously we all would like that, but you, I feel like went to the back end side of it and focused on that, which you've done really well for yourself doing it. So it's like, you've found a way to help in a, in other like black window cream. You immediately reached out like, dude, we could take this to another level. Like, let me help. And I was like, okay, cool. And that's what you're trying to do is like add value to this. And then you've done it with like all these other companies that you've worked with. So was that your plan or did you start getting, like it just became fun to like, yo, I could take your shit to another level. Look what I did for me. It kind of became the plan. Like I I remember one brand deal that I did. It it all started when I got my first brand deal. Yeah. Uh, It was just like, I started working, getting a lot of like video game app companies that would hit me up and try and do like public, prank type stuff with it and incorporate the theme of the game somehow like mm. one was like a zombie killing game so i did like a zombie prank right and the video did well because it was relevant to like all the other stuff i do is still a, a prank so yeah. people still found it funny and not so much of like a, a, a sponsored post yeah something and, left field as fuck yeah and so it was great and like i saw the numbers do really well so i remember asking the brands like hey like how many downloads did i drive for you that day and it was like pretty much because of me, like the number of downloads they got that day because no one else was doing brand deals for that particular um, video game. Yeah. And I just saw like the impact I as one creator, like one Vine page had for like this whole company. And so I was just thinking like, damn, like I have other friends too. Like I, I can get them to do videos. Like let's blow it up. Like right. they, they had the budget. So yeah. I wanted to be in charge of like the whole social media campaign mm. for it. And so that that's kind of like, what sparked that interest is like, damn, these companies have money and like they're spending it on creators like me when like, I probably wasn't even like the best person for it. So right. I was like, there, there's a lot of money here and they're not doing it right. And like, I want to be the person for a company that does it right. Right. In my opinion. Yeah. I feel you. So when you would do, you know, when brand deals came your way, how, how did you handle that? Like, were you managing yourself or did you yeah. find them? You didn't have a manager? No, not at the time. Yeah. But I did have one company who would reach out kind of for like brands would kind of hit them up as a middleman cause they were in touch with a bunch of creators. But mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I reached out to companies on my own too. Did you? Yeah. Because I kind of, I like I would get forwarded like, Hey, this company wants to do a brand deal or whatever. And I would get forwarded the email and I saw the whole chain of like how they reached out to the brand in the first place. Uh, it was like very unprofessional, like no capital letters <laughs> in the beginning. Like they would start a sentence. It's like all lowercase. And yeah. I was like, this guy's making a cut like off of me. Like I could copy and paste the same shit, send it out to people. And I did. And I started making cuts off like my friends. That's sick. Damn. That's sick. Yeah. That makes too much sense though. But like your friends may have not gotten the money anyway because they wouldn't have gone out and done the work and that's why you deserve to take a cut like yeah. as I mean, an agent they, or whatever. They're, they're waiting for the next time to you know get 
like an email from me or whatever. That's incredible. Were you, I mean, were you always creative young, like at your early ages or when did you kind of get into like all that shit? Like, yeah. So kind of like, like getting into like video and stuff. Like I was actually thinking about it recently cause everything kind of comes full circle. Like, mm-hmm. um, like working for America's Funniest Home Videos now. Like as a kid, I watched that show, as I'm sure a lot of people our age yeah. did. And I remember when we first met, I had this Sony Handycam like that shoots on on actual like tapes, yeah. like high eight tapes. Right. I had that when I was like seven years old, like that same camera. That's crazy. And as far as like I can remember, I'm like like my f- first memories are just watching that show, like America's Funniest Home Videos. So my thoughts were every family has a video camera and like I have one too. And I was like, this is just what fam- what people do. It's like they shoot video and like they watch stuff and they make like comedy videos. Right. So that was always just like in my head. And it wasn't until like high school I realized like not everyone like makes content or mm. like thinks about making videos. Right. That's interesting. I wonder when it was that, when was I remember like every day it was it was on TV or something. Like we were always watching that shit. Reruns. Fuck. I mean, it's in like so many countries. Yeah. It's like one of the most viewed shows still. But that inspired you comedically? Like, or just the idea of creating? Like you were like, oh, people shoot. Like I should be shooting things. Like my family's yeah, doing a vacation. Just, we should shoot or dude, whatever. I, I would post up that camera, on, not even on a tripod, just like on a brick wall. And I would just record myself playing basketball. Like as an eight-year-old yeah. for hours. And then I would go back inside, hook it up to the TV. Just watch and it. And just watch it. And yeah. like, and like and I, was, I, was, I was even... <laughs> think about how fucking funny that is. Dude, I, was, I did the same shit, you know, like, well, think about how much dude. time that takes, like hours of playing and then just hours of watching yourself play. And you're like, damn, I look dope doing that one little move. <laughs> dude, but because of AFV, like AFV, I was even like looking for, like if I tripped or something, I was already thinking back then, like, I'm going to submit this and like try your ass for sure bucks. was fake falling, falling <laughs> over and like trying I, mean, to, I might still have some of that footage. That's still. fucking funny. Damn. But damn, I just realized now that even back then I was kind of thinking for like those, you know, like, Social what, the, like what today is like, like what's the thumbnail going to be? Like what's the, the title going to be? Like what's that little Instagram preview going to be? Damn. Like I was thinking of like, what's the highlight? Were you the, then. were you the only child? No, nah, I have three older brothers and they're all like kind of in, the like industry right right right. i forgot you so your one brother has a sound studio or something right yeah we took dave there yeah that's where you just shot your most recent video yeah he just recently shot a video uh called it's the old have you guys uh, i can't ask a question no one will answer me have you guys heard of uh the old town road record that has taken over the internet well most played song search no more because sean sauce has remixed it the official kazoo remix yeah <laughs> Talk dude, with, dave killed the video dave though. did kill the video i wouldn't have done it without him it was the funniest shit because he literally remixed the song i think I, I've, I've heard a million remixes there's always a remix of every song right mm-hmm. but i've never heard someone remix a song and instead of singing the lyrics they did a kazoo <laughs> so for if you don't know what a kazoo is is that little fucking plastic like thing you blow into and it's got like a little whistle or whatever where it's like <laughs> that sounds exactly like right it Mine, mine was wooden though it was wooden yeah it was like a high-end one. Oh yeah so you rich rich it's like 13 bucks on amazon prime yeah yeah he so he literally because <laughs> he was the lyrics to the song <laughs> but it's like they went out to some country fair in the middle of fucking it, uh, what was that you were in like it was all a cowboy country festival shit. cowboy festival there's real cowboys there how the fuck did you find that did you just look it up 
No, it just happened to be the weekend. Like I already had a horse like for the video. (laughs) Of course. Yeah. Right. But like 10 minutes from where that horse was, there was a cowboy festival that I heard about. And I was like, all right, we're going to do both. And Dave was (laughs) down and thank you, Dave. Shout out he to killed Dave. that video. Yeah, they like got, fun. They had the drone out chasing him with a horse. There was like you sitting on top of like some old barn or something. Mm-hmm. Like they're just certain some oil fields, some oil fields and shit. You're wearing your belt. And your <laughs> shit. The footage is playing right now. Hopefully, but uh, I hope that video pops. But I love that that right now is like your comeback to YouTube is you're going to start creating more content for your channel. Yeah, it's the first video I've uh, I've posted in a while, but it's really cool. Like. I kind of want to let people into like the mindset I have right now. So like, you know how people think like if, if like, if you can go back in time, like knowing what you know now, mm-hmm. like imagine like what you can do. Like everyone thinks like that. Marcus Frisky. We Dude, talk about this all I, the time. I li- like, that's how I feel right now. Like just coming back to the internet, like doing what I've done for brands yeah. since Vine died. Right. And like knowing what I know now, like that's how I feel. Like that's a good spot to be in. It, it's crazy. Like, I mean, I'm just trying to stay organized, like with my thoughts and kind of my plan and like how to attack everything. But I, I know exactly kind of what to do hmm. and it's like, it's really exciting and it's just like staying patient, staying motivated and like being consistent right. with everything like across the board. And like, I know for sure kind of like what, where it's going to lead me, I guess. Yeah. What is it like? what is your plan and then how are you organizing it? Cause I know like for me, organization is tough. Mm-hmm. Like, there's so much shit that I'm trying to do at once. Like staying in line with all of it is insane. But like you brought in Trello into our life. Mm-hmm. Love, dude, cool they tool. should fucking sponsor this shit. Cause that's fucked up. They don't have money right now. I talk now. about Trello all the time and that's, I should stop. Anyway, you taught me about an organization app. Mm-hmm. that's fire and you should download it if you're listening just because i really think it's fucking link in bio yeah link in bio uh but having things tools like that or utilizing tools like that and finding ways to organize like it, it it's so helpful it's so helpful dude what? that tool is sick because like you can be on your computer and be like oh i have an idea like i need to get this idea down on on you know, uh, just get it down and then you put it down you can put a due date you get the push notification on your phone like so yeah. for me, like Trello is really cool because like you'll have an idea, like I said, on your computer and then you're seeing it in two different places. So right. like, it really helps you just stay on, on top, top of it. Yeah. So then what, you know, we don't have to talk about Trello, but like, how are you, <laughs> what is your plan right now? Dude, so like I, there's like this tool I kind of showed you a little bit Yeah. about, uh, you know, like wh- how to view like what people are searching mm-hmm. and I'm just going to like take ideas like from what is trending and like kind of turn it into like my own videos again. Right. But just like the back end is like what I'm really excited about, like how to really blow the video up, like using all the algorithms and stuff. Okay. So kind of learning what I've learned for brands and like how companies with huge budgets kind of put money and like effort into whole marketing campaigns, like just doing that, like for myself again. So how do you like give an example of that? Like, cause we were, we were just talking about for black one cream. Like mm-hmm. we were going to do a podcast on how to make a podcast. Yeah. It should be up at some point, mm-hmm. but to do that, your new thing that you found it, that was interesting. I don't, am I able to talk about this or do you not yeah. want to give away this, the Sean sauce? I mean, we can get into it. Yeah. I think that it's cool because it's like you, 
talk about and maybe it's simple maybe other sauce. people haven't you like that mm-hmm. maybe people are already thinking about shit like this but to be able to search for what's trending and being talked about in relative to your topic that you're going to create content about if we're going to make a video about how to make a podcast what are people searching when they have that question like when i started i did look up like um what's the best audio recorder you know what i mean like audio recorder for podcasts. These are like three, four keywords I type into YouTube and I, whatever comes up, I trust them and I watch it. Mm-hmm. So how do you take over those spaces? You know, like that's kind of yeah. the idea of it. Right. Or can you weigh in more? Yeah. On that? So it's kind of like starting from like the, starting from like the, the end or starting backwards, I guess. So for example, like our video that we're going to do, like how to make a podcast instead of kind of shooting, like what we think is going to be good and writing the script on, okay, what are we going to, use for the audio what are we going to use to record the video and like how are we going to edit it and host it like instead we're kind of searching um how to make a podcast and seeing all relative searches to it and so the the video might be kind of like how to like we'll see people are searching for how to make a podcast like on a budget and like that'll just change everything for us just because people are searching for that more right so now that we know that like it's going to change our whole approach to the video. Yeah. So we're start, we're kind of thinking about the video from kind of the, the title and the thumbnail and like the keywords. And we're incorporating that into like what we're actually going to be making. Hmm. So instead of making the content first, we're kind of thinking at like logistically. Yeah. And it's cool because that almost sets you up to be able now we can make like technically two videos, maybe more based on, Oh cool. Say people are searching how to make a podcast on a budget. Hmm cool, let's make a video for that. Then we also notice that people are asking like for more advanced questions or more expensive microphones that now you can tell there's an audience that's willing to spend a few extra hundred dollars and they need guidance on what to buy. So you could create content for that specific lane. You know, this is all just one specific like example, but you take this into any form of, yeah, I think, you know, being in the group too, like I, I notice people are, make really good content in there. Like there's so many good creators and like they'll post. He's talking about stuff. the black and no cream community guys. Yeah. Like you guys are B-W-N-C. awesome. BWNC.com join slash join. If you want to join us, it's dope. I love the group and everyone in there is super talented, yeah. but you know, it's like, ha- I know everyone wants to make stuff that gets seen. I know that's not the most important thing, but as a creator, especially people who want to go full time in it, mm-hmm. it's the, the most important thing. What? Like, just making stuff that is going to get your you views like for for as far as like cream. youtubers or can you can do you feel yeah, like this like is YouTubers usable specifically elsewhere? i think this is usable elsewhere though when trying to help a client market like mm-hmm. by default you're a marketing strategist when you're creating content for clients like i felt like when i was making video content back home in iowa small brands and shit not brands like restaurants and shit i was thinking like oh this would be cool because you could utilize this for youtube or instagram or whatever it is at this point because you want to try to find ways to like have it fit in and fill a need versus like i can just make a video and then you have to do whatever you want sometimes they're not thinking about what they want after they've made the video so you almost Mm -hmm. have to tell them like oh i can make this video for you and these are things that you can do to deliver this video to your audience or find a new audience right yeah so i I guess it's social in general like getting Mm -hmm. views on social because i mean if you're working with a client, uh, like a lot of people, even in the group, like they'll make stuff specifically vertical mm-hmm. for like IGTV right. or Instagram stories. But you know, like when you're shooting it, um, like that, like you're going to be making stuff vertical. So you need to shoot it a little more wide or just flip the whole camera yeah. vertically. So you're thinking about that during like the process of creating the content. Similarly to 
how you're going to title the video and like what the keywords are going to be. Right. So it's, it's definitely, you need to, you need to plan everything out mm. like before you start shooting. So go back to Vine. When you were making these videos, how often, what was like your output of like, I just want to kind of get an idea of like how hard you were working on your Vine account. Like, Every day. This was full time for you. Uh, yeah. Full time. Yeah. Making full time money at it. I was making more money back then than I am like now. Yeah. I bet it, it was, was probably out of control at that yeah, point. Yeah. It was awesome. Damn. Yeah. But I mean, I, I'm not like ups, upset at all that I didn't continue doing that because like I, I, I never finished college. Like I dropped out of college to make these six second videos. And like, as I started working with brands and stuff, I noticed like social media is changing so fast and so rapidly that these people who are getting marketing degrees, like they, they can't keep up with what I'm actually doing. Right. Like I'm on the apps, like I'm doing this shit right. for real. And they can learn about it. But like when it comes into practice, like they, by the you know, time they, they can yeah, it'll something. be outdated by next year, you know? Yeah. And so now I, I like right now I have like three, four years of like real experience, like doing this stuff yeah. and like knowledge of how everything on social has like progressed to get, get to the point that we are now and like why things have worked it, where people who are just finishing college now and they might have a bachelor's, but you know, the, they don't have the actual experience or like knowledge that right. I've been able to gain from being full time in it. And I was only able to go full time in it for me personally because of like my personal like funny videos and stuff. Yeah. But I was able to kind of make money off that as I was learning the whole brand side. Where where are you from and what college did you go to? I went to uh, College of the Canyons in Santa Clarita by mm. Six Flags. Yeah. Like an hour right. north of LA. Did you have a membership to Six Flags? I still do. Yeah. Let's go. That's tight. Dude, uh, my, friend, my friend wanted me to go get a get one. It was like fifty bucks for the year or something mad cheap. Dude, it's like ten bucks a month. I get the I have like the dual membership. But yeah. Six, what's what's the dual Creed? membership? Uh there's a, a water park there too. Mm. Hurricane Harbor. It's fucking lit, huh? It's almost summer. It is almost summer. Yeah, it's hot. <laughs> it is hot, huh? Yeah, so uh, Santa Clarita and like the COC is like right, right there. The college again. It was just a little junior college. Oh, right. I was going to at the time and like, dude, like I was, I was shooting vines in the classroom, like fucking with the teachers and like people in my class, like, <laughs> and then I would just post it and like I remember like someone was someone watched one of my videos like in front of me and like I don't even think he knew I was in his class, but like. I heard it and like I recognized my voice and sound That's fucking crazy. Yeah. And like dude people like I remember turning in a paper one time and like I went back home and I saw like on my tagged photos on Instagram like oh my god look who's in my class. And dude I tripped out like I was like damn like people are really noticing me in real life from like what I'm doing online. That's oh that's a weird yeah. feeling huh? Mhm. Damn. You're starting to get that now more than ever. Yeah. 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 It's fucking weird. It's and like I said, weird. the Vine people were super engaged and like, especially in my city, like, yeah, they I mean, do those when like meetups came from Vine. Like, yeah, I mean, shit, you could look up Vine meetup and just add like Sean, like we did a few. Did you? Like big ones. Yeah. I went to New York, like for Vine meetups, dude, like me and my friend, Jason Mendez, like we, we had like our own little fan base. Jason like, Mendez. Yeah. He's still doing it now. Like he has like almost 500 K on wow. Instagram. He's yeah. He makes videos with a lot of people. Like he never really stopped. So you guys would go. You went out to New York for a meetup. Yeah, but along with like other huge viners too. Like yeah. Lele Pons was there. So uh, he's special like a, K. Like it was a huge meetup. But yeah. like there's like at this meetup, there's people specifically who came like to New York, maybe from Jersey or like an hour or two away. But they came like just for us. That's crazy, dude. I was signing iPhones like 
Sharpie on an iPhone, no case. I've done that too. Dude, I was like, what the, like, really? Yeah. It's like, you want me to sign? I know. Like, me? You want me to fucking break your, your, ruin your, your shit? Like, you want me to ruin your property? Dude, yeah. I didn't feel worthy of doing that. That's so wild. Yeah. But that happened in New York. Like, we did a San Diego meetup, a bunch in LA. So, when you did that, was there, was it a ploy just to get, to interact with fans or would you make money from those? Was there we any? didn't. I think other people did. How? But like, we just went just because it was like a place where all the viners were. Because so collaboration it, yeah, keys. So at the time, like, not everyone had moved to LA yet. Right. But we were from here. So like, anytime people could visit us, like, we'd hang out with them. But like, these meetups were just a chance for us to kind of like collaborate with other viners and yeah, just meet them. And like, we would do revines back then. But like, it was just a chance for us to actually be in each other's videos. And like, we would just instead of. Like it was just a better way for us to share each other's followers mm. by being in them as we're sharing them on each other's pages. But that was like the key was collaborate because Mars, I can't remember who revined him first, this girl. And I loved it because she thought she was the coolest chick on earth. And I remember her like facing, FaceTiming him and we were all in the room and just her conversation. I don't know. She just seemed really egotistical. Like <laughs> I'm famous as fuck and I revined you and I put you on and now that's why you owe me and shit. Dude, it was weird. That's why it's always good to always be like a good person and like never let like bad people stop you from being a good person. Because huh. like I, I'm always going to mention how things like come full circle and like there's people who would like snub me for like revines and stuff. Like they wouldn't want to share my videos. Like you know, like that's fine. Even though we had like the same follower account, they would do it with other people. They just like didn't like me or my videos, which is fine, and I'm not mad about that. And there's other people who would like be really specific. Like he had 4 million followers and I had 1 million and I would share his video for like 24 hours, but he would only share it for six. Like he'd be like mm. that, like crazy about it. What? And then unshare it. So it's like yeah. off your feed. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. On, off their feed. And they would just be super, you know, I guess like stingy with it. Mm-hmm. And like it bled into kind of like the content that they would make too. And so like if I had friends who like I would want to get brand deals for, you know, like those, like I'm not going to give them a brand deal now. Like now that I'm in the position that I'm able to kind of like help them out, not because they didn't help me personally out, but it bled into like I knew that that person wasn't going to make the best. Uh, yeah, right. he, he's not going to put a lot of effort into it. He's just going to throw some shit out there. Damn. Like there's going to be better people than those. You know, like always give it. Like you're all like be a g- good person and just you know always be willing to kind of like collaborate. You never know what you can learn. Like when you work with other people and like help other people out too. I agree with you 100 fucking percent. That is a great way to move. I feel like it would, it's probably easy. I'm trying to remember. Um, there was a kid that was on vine. <sighs> what the fuck is this kid's name? My homie Dom did merch for him. I mean, these motherfuckers are making so much money. A lot know? of money. Like he was touring Taylor Caniff. Okay. Yeah, he was one of the MagCon boys. MagCon. Yeah. He would hang out with like Nash Greer. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he like popped or whatever. My homie Dom did um, merch for him, and he was said it was a fucking nightmare. Like this kid was just like working with them. Yeah, he's like sixteen, living life, fucking making dumb money every single night. They were doing literally. They were touring, but the tour was just to go to a venue and have all these kids line up mm-hmm. to come in to like a fucking two thousand person room. And then they would just play other people's music and dance around on stage and um, yeah, they take just, their shirts off and girls would go crazy. And you just summed it up. Yeah. I mean, that, that's all it was. People just wanted to see these people 
you know, like kind of going back to like why the Viners got so big on YouTube and Instagram and like other platforms, they just wanted to see them for longer than six seconds. Right. So especially when these young kids like wanted, like everyone on the internet is just like, if you ever see someone popular on the internet and you're like, why? It's all little kids. Yeah, totally. And these little kids wanted to see these MagCon boys like in real life. Yeah. So like mom, dad, get me the ticket. $50, so to, $100. Yeah. $100. more than that, they're selling meet and greets. Like, the meet and greets, of course. Thousands, yeah, dude. of course, of course. It's fucking crazy. But yeah. I think like in his case, this kid's case, Dom was like just a punk kid that was like trying to make a living or whatever, help out. And so he was doing merch for this dude. They're making dumb money. And he's like, they'd have like weed and shit sitting in the bus. And he'd always have to like try to hide it from people. And then people would get mad at each other for it because it was getting moved around. They thought people were being shy. So he literally left in the middle of the night on that tour. It was like, yo, fuck this shit. Like, this is crazy. But it was like, he, I don't know. I think sometimes I've worked with YouTubers and Viners or whatever that I feel like are so lost in the world of being in the mode of creating content that they cannot have human connection anymore. I think that was Dom, Dom's yeah. problem. Is like, he's like, the kid could be cool, but like sometimes he just in his head and he can't come out of it. And so like, he didn't look what Logan Paul did his little lapse of judgment. Talk about human connection. Like, yeah, that's an interesting, I remember watching that and being like, man, it's fucking crazy that that happened, that he did that shit. But at the same time, I thought it was interesting because people, he was filming, right? He's filming himself every single day and he's packaging Mm -hmm. that as a documentarian, documenting his life and then going a little extra to like make it fun. So yeah, pretty at, fun. I thought it was an interesting, like when, when is the line, when do you cross the line and when, why is it okay for this to happen? But this, this can't happen, but for him to like go do that and he's mm-hmm. in the woods and documenting his shit and then how he reacted. He, I've heard him talk about like, yeah, sorry. Like I just, I was laughing cause I felt so, uh, like, weird i didn't know how to react but everyone's like oh he laughed at this dead person and i'm listening to it i'm like this is interesting because the fans want him so badly to film himself every day Mm -hmm. and then he did it and in in the process of experience like this man who killed himself in the woods and he captured it on camera and filmed his reaction and packaged it it was like so weird because i'm like but that's what you guys want. You wanted him to do this and then he did it. And now he's like had the, you know, it fucking slapped him in the face. And now he's at, it's completely different for this dude now. Yeah. At the same time, like he still had multiple chances to kind of like review what was going out. Like he filmed it, they watched it, he uploaded it. But that's what I'm saying. Like, is that, was he thinking like, Oh man, this is what happened to me on Thursday. Yesterday, (laughs) this is what happened to me on Wednesday. Yeah, that is. And like, that's what happened. That's what happened to yeah. him. Like he ran into a dead person in the woods. Like he didn't make the guy kill himself. He just filmed it. And at how, when do you take that back to like document, documenting like a war film or me with Chris Brown's film? It's so controversy. Mm-hmm. The controversy is there. It's like this, you know, when is it okay to share a story and not? So like, to me, it's such an interesting subject because it's like, I, it's fucked up. The whole shit's fucked up, mm-hmm. but and they shouldn't have gone there for a joke or when people can say that oh you shouldn't have gone there for a joke but like dog i've gone and we ran on tour we were running through uh fucking graveyards like running through just to get scared because it's dead people but then people yeah. be like that's disrespectful like if you were like if if they came and ran through my graveyard where my grandma's buried like is it disrespectful i'm like nah man we used to fucking grow up in the graveyards that shit was fun but like some people can turn around and say oh this is bad and if it's on twitter and you can get fucking canceled immediately yeah i think he, he definitely you know was, is in a position that a lot of people were ready to jump on and just like hate yeah but i see your point of like that's what people wanted but i think 
there's no problem with like how he reacted and stuff, but it's just like putting that out there. Like he knows his fan base was kids and he knows just YouTube rules. Like I don't yeah, think it is fucking wild that you would yeah. post that to, to think, I forget that his audience is so many children, but yeah. it's like, to him it's probably like he was so in it that every day just blends together and it's just like content 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 now you can tell like they have all these publicists and all these people that are reviewing so many and people they, they funnel all their Dude, shit just to the that. whole influencer world is so crazy because like i mean there's so many people now who make a living online and they have a ton of followers and like we've never heard of these people i mean right. i was one of these people like yeah most random person like i was getting recognized in public like you know like there was no difference for me at one point then someone who kind of grew up like like when we grew up like raven on like the disney channel or like right. disney actors just you know like people are, are watching your stuff online and so like it gets to their head and like so many people like you know how you hear like when celebrities get older like child stars when they get older like they're kind of messed up a little bit and like mm -hmm. that way of thinking about like oh i'm going to be seen you know how how they're going to be seen like uh, on the TV show or whatever. Like the thing about like how they're going to be portrayed right. online. Yeah. But nowadays like with influencers and like YouTubers and just social media stars, like they're thinking about that, but like there's, it's not a character they're playing. Like it's themselves. Right. And they might be more animated yeah. on the internet, but I mean just the whole concept is just like what they go through mentally and like, you know, they know people are watching them and they're reading all these tweets and like, they're basically like, everyone's a celebrity now. And I think it's even more intense for the people nowadays than it was for stars back then because they're surrounded by 24 seven, like yeah. the social media and like all the comments and mm -hmm. there, yeah, is is I think just the, like, is it's just crazy. Like pe people really are just getting like fucked up by it. It's weird. Yeah. It's like, uh, it really is a sickness. And like, even people who aren't pursuing it full time, like it, they still think about it all day. Everyone They're thinks on about it, it all day. And it's just something like, I don't think enough people like really talk about like the negative effects of it. Mm -hmm. You know, like a lot of people will try and bring it up. I, I think it's not brought up enough. And it, it, it's something that, you know, we're talking about making content that's like fun and like getting views and like for brands, like they want to sell a product, but I mean, there's a whole negative side of social media that like people deal with too, and it's brands massive deal with negative. too. I mean, think about how many kids kill themselves over this shit like every day. Like, oh, this person made fun of me on the internet. Yeah. Like, they posted this fucked up picture of me on the internet, and then these kids kill themselves. Dude, like, it's the crazy. Wor the worst cyberbullying that I've seen. Like, I've gotten bad stuff like myself too, and like I've seen friends get bad stuff, but like brands get the craziest stuff too. And you still have to think like someone created this brand like there's people who work full-time for this brand and like and then that motherfucker at brand, the top does some racist shit and you've realized that that's your boss and that's, but that's your paycheck i'm talking about if you yeah, what do you mean yeah. what do you yeah, like mean if then? you make a fucked up ad like the pepsi like pepsi makes Ke kendall yeah like if they like they made that fucked up like kendall jenner ad and just like the whole social media backlash behind it yeah you know like like that the cyber bullying like that brands will get sometimes like that's really bad. Yeah. And I, like, I, it is worse. Like when it's down to one specific person, sometimes it's like uncalled for, but I mean, br people say that shit to brands and like someone's still reading that. Like someone created that brand. Not even this that. Is someone's livelihood. It's like, you think I, that's a great point to think about because I just I, think like, saying negative stuff online in general, like yeah. some people will have no problem saying it to one person or one brand or something like they're still going to put that like energy out there. Right. You know, when it's just 
like now now people have a place to, to do this and that's the whole toxic side of it because half your feed on twitter is just like really negative always really bad yeah i mean it's it's all around us and but it's funny like you don't think about if if some company does some shit or whatever that doesn't go over well or whatever like oh sorry that we did this and we we did not mean to like like you know what i mean like they just make the wrong mm-hmm. call or didn't oversee it and an ad comes out where it's bad and if you have the kendall jenner thing you forget that everyone's like fuck pepsi for that shit or whoever made it fuck pepsi for this shit and fuck kendall for doing this shit Kendall probably just read a script and showed up that day and, and then they re-edited it. The, she didn't know what it was, right? Or Pepsi, you have like three people that did that shit. But think about how many jobs that affects if all of a sudden Pepsi's sales go down and now jobs have to be cut. And these people that are fathers and mothers and college kids or whatever, they're working, they get laid off because one ad got fucked because yeah. one person made the judgment to like put it out and then everyone boycotts the company. They're still making the same fucking soda that you were drinking last yesterday. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like sometimes that's such an interesting concept. Yeah, I mean, look at the whole Roseanne thing. Like that whole show got canceled from like that one tweet. Oh yeah. And like I'm not I'm not gonna get into like if what she said was like right or right, wrong. But I know people like Joe Rogan are like defending her and like openly. Yeah, as comedians that. and whatever. Yeah, and so I mean, I I just want to talk about like that whole show. Done. I almost canceled, but I think that they like rewrote. Uh, they, or they found a new person to take her spot but that shit's gonna get canceled too because no one wants to watch that shit yeah they exactly it, but i mean it's just crazy how so quickly like it just got done Damn, from yeah. one tweet no, that's, that's not even a brand that's a person but it still knocked off her whole brand of the roseanne the tv and show think about how many jobs like people are probably like oh fuck i'm booked for the next six months because i have to shoot the show or whatever mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden you're just oops it's gone overnight crazy yeah i mean i mean i Damn. think it hits home a little more like if you think about it like uh like kind of personally like a lot of people know you now so yeah. imagine if ben was you know he's shot for you know for tv and film like if you're a camera operator and like you're so excited to get this dream job is like you know on roseanne and then like that shit happens and like what a fucking bummer yeah hmm. i think I, I think things are so kind of like impersonal with social media and like people i mean even with like the news people have always seen like in other countries like they don't think like you don't think it's real because it's not happening in your immediate yeah, world but yeah. i always try and view things um kind of as if i knew like the person mm. behind it and that's why i like black and oil cream being the private community being in facebook is because you're forced to have an identity like we take facebook so literal and real and so we feel like that's me talking to you in real life because mm. it's so personal it dives so deep into your life blah 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 and I think it helps keep away negativity because no one wants to be associated in real life with their fucking words. You know what I mean? So when someone posts something and they're vulnerable and they want to share some content and ask for some mm-hmm. feedback and be like, hey guys, this is my first f- photo I ever took for a photo shoot, blah, blah, blah. I would love some feedback. Someone's like, fuck you, die, 666, ha, 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 some random shit. You don't see it as much on Facebook. You don't see it at all. Well, you see it, but in the community, I feel like it's been it's frowned upon obviously mm-hmm. and you're not anonymous like we out. figure who you are i remember there was a kid that sold his camera he like had posted in the group and like sold his camera or something to some guy or a lens mm-hmm. and then the guy like paid him like a little bit and then never sent him the rest of the money i remember that and he's yeah the kid he messaged was in the me. group yeah he yeah, messaged me they both were and i like messages the dude and was like yo bro this isn't tight blah 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 i like went off on the guy like i didn't make this community yeah, you for resolved someone to come. that shit yeah and, personally but then everyone else 
post it like went after the motherfucker mm-hmm. and they started lighting him up started hitting up all the people he was friends with on facebook hey just so you know your best friend or your sister or your brother or whatever is a fucking thief and stole this shit and owes this dude this much money and blah, blah, blah. went off until the guy was like i don't i don't even remember i think he ended up paying him back but i remember what was so cool is that the community was like yo this guy's out like 150 bucks whatever mm-hmm. it was that he didn't get back they're like i think we could all i'll give 20 dollars. i feel like if a couple yeah, of us get 20 bucks fund me or yeah, kickstarter we'll for this kid pay yeah, him back the, the the community is is awesome dude like I, I love being a member of the group like personally that's why i'm so passionate about like we're really about to take this shit over like no fucking with yet. the black no cream youtube channel like we're about to go crazy with it but mm-hmm. being a member it's really like a safe space. I feel like, like yeah. it, it feels so good. Like it's the only reason I really use Facebook. And I think a lot of members can agree with that. Like, yep, same. you know, and like my feed is always like the first thing is black with no cream, black yep. with no cream. It's crazy. And then America's funniest home videos. And black <laughs> and no cream. Right. But it's, it's awesome. And like, I really feel comfortable in there and like, you can really open up where I feel like even like with those people's content, like they're like a lot of those people are afraid to share it other places because of you know like negative feedback or you know just they're afraid of how people might view it or you know if it doesn't get a lot of views like people are afraid to post stuff sometimes you know it's just go back to like it really is kind of like a a sickness like Mm -hmm. just everything on social and i think our private group is so like strong and powerful for just being a place to share things openly right whether it's like criticism or just sharing like your passion projects like in a, in a it's positive nice to have light. That place yeah, yeah absolutely what um out of your experience like how hard is it to create a video where you prank people in a mall in a mall like you mall did specifically the, you've done like the classic walk up to, like you have one video where you go up to um people and you tell like you go up to girls and you'll be like hey like i just got this phone from fucking samsung but yeah. i don't know my number that one's cool because like i got a real girl's number from that and, like did, i went yeah. on a date with her and you did yeah. <laughs> they, 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 they saw the camera like they dude like if you have someone filming you with a camera like upstairs and like you have someone else like with you like not really a wingman but like you just have all these people with you and then you actually get her number from pranking her. So like the idea, like the prank was, Hey, I just got this new phone. They didn't give me my number. Uh, do you think you can call your number real quick? And like, I'll just get my number from your phone. And then they would be like, sure. And then afterwards, like they do all this shit for you. And then afterwards you're like, Oh, I actually just thought you were cute. I just wanted to get your number. Can I text you later? <laughs> and then like, what are they going to say? It's like, you have their number. Yeah. And like, sure. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh my God. No one ever said no. Yeah. But then if you like, I would always go back and like, you have to get their, you know, permission for the right. fucking for video. So like, hey, there's my friend. He's upstairs. And then they just look up and it's some dude with fucking <laughs> zooming in. And then they're just so funny. And then you're with like other people too. And it, yeah. I mean, they, what are you saying? Being with other people contributes to them like yeah, one just, hey, girl like, like we you? Shot, yeah. Yeah. So we, we're like, well, we <laughs> just, the psychology we, of this. Yeah, we just shot, we shot this video for YouTube. Like, can we use it? And they, oh yeah, sure. So then now she's like embarrassed because you're going to put this footage out on the internet too. And then, yeah, and then she just like thinks you're an interesting person. So that, <laughs> so that one was that one was like a fun prank. That one's not hard to do. That but, shit like, was hilarious. There's some other stuff that like I hate doing. Like I don't like I don't like messing with people. But you did it anyway. <laughs> well, no, like I, like when we talked about um, just to get views. Oh know, like, right. Doing all the special effect makeup pranks and like walking up to people and messing with them and kind of getting negative reactions, mm. which got more views. Like. 
those aren't the most fun to do. Have you done those though? Yeah. What like what? What's that? Zip me up. Um, pencil remover prank. What where are I these? had nails. I yeah, had, yeah. I, I did like special effects makeup, and then you just go up to people. And it's act like you have a nail sticking in your head? Yeah, that. And, like, I had, like, the huge rash and, like, boils and stuff. And you just walk up to people and, like, in the mall, like, dude, where are the Band-Aids? And then you have this huge cut. Dude, this shit went viral, man. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, like, that's how I still make most of, like, my royalty checks today is, like, from these pranks. That's what he was saying. So when was the last time you uploaded YouTube? It was, like, years, a couple of years? Yeah, like, two years? Th- three years ago. Three years 2016. Ago? So you haven't uploaded since 2016. Mm-hmm. And you just uploaded your first one today. Or no, yeah. not today, like last week. Yeah, three days ago. Yeah. Something like that. Damn. Yeah, that's why I feel like, because I've been, I've been doing it for brands this whole time. Like I've produced yeah, right. like a quarter billion yeah. views Easy. for Easy. brands. And that's like me as an editor. Like I've gotten so good at editing thanks to Justin Odisho. Shout, Shout out to Justin. Out. Dude, he's the fucking man. Uh, Episode one I, of I the podcast. I still haven't finished it. It's, it's so, so fucking long. long I know, I fucked up. I talked to him for three hours. Dude, I've listened to the first 90 minutes maybe three times. <laughs> it's because we because it. i was so nervous to do a podcast that i like i had dude you should i don't have notes right now on you i like mm-hmm. this to just be casual as fuck and we just play off of where yeah, we're going like but when i started i was terrified that i couldn't get through an hour of recording so i was like i had no i did deep deep research i had every question i could think of so i'm just like uh-huh. going through this list and then the next you thing sure you know you got through them all with yeah him? it was like well not all of them but just i just had something to go off of and it was just so deep and then we're talking about fucking him working at a gym for like 25 <laughs> minutes and him i mean i feel like, like we're doing that with me a little bit just like with random shit but no I like it though. Yeah, I've I've like fine tuned it a little bit since Justin. Justin yeah. fucking popped my cherry, and then you know now I got the uh, whole the whole shit down. Yeah, well, shout out to Justin. Yes. like thanks to people like him, and like I've as a video editor, like I've produced almost a quarter billion. I don't know the exact number anymore. Dude, like, it has to be over a fucking billion. Dude, like the amount of shit you make. Uh, right now, even for America's Funniest Home Videos, like he'll make the he'll make videos that are like going on Facebook and going on YouTube and yeah, shit. Yeah, they have that are- sixteen million. They have sixteen million uh, Facebook likes on their page, and I think my most viewed video on there has like fifteen or twenty. And right. that's just one video for Facebook. I think I've made like thirty or forty for them, mm. and that's only been from th- this year, like two thousand nineteen. That's fucking crazy. The I I feel like Facebook's closest to vine in the fact that you can share things so easily which is interesting that like instagram i feel like won't go there ever because you don't you know with vine it's like or with instagram say you're scrolling through your feed and if you just see a bunch of people repost the same thing it's like you you can't even get to other contents because it's so annoying i wonder how i don't even remember how vine was where i just remember scrolling through and you'd see people repost shit but i don't remember seeing the same thing like over and over and over again yeah it wasn't too bad unless like Lily pons posted a video and then she had 10 people revine it at the same fucking time so she would hit popular page yeah i mean i think it'd be interesting for us to kind of talk about like some of the strategy behind a lot of this shit yeah but um like as far as like going back to like my first youtube video in a Mm -hmm. while like yeah, like I've posted or I've gotten almost like a quarter billion views on all these videos in the past two three years, and like I really am, I'm ready to go back like in front of the camera and kind of use everything I've learned from the brand side and just do that for again and kind of reap 
like the benefits as far as like the dude that, that's what I was oh, well stuff. I guess what I was gonna say about you having not posted in a few years is that he just was telling me that each month he's still getting a check not like a big check but yeah. like he's still making money from the old videos which yeah, is so I haven't done anything in years but yeah so a lot of like my vines are still in like vine compilations yeah and a lot of channels that still use that stuff and like right. we at America's Funniest Home Videos like we have the largest bank of like user submitted clips so people will send us clips basically funny vines but they don't have like a following so it's right. just like if like you're a normal person out there and you think you can win 10,000 bucks with your funny video submit it to them and they're gonna own the clip and then from all those clips like we'll make a funny YouTube like basketball fails video right or, like we'll make a three minute like basketball fails video for facebook like it'll be different comps for different um platforms and you, they i mean it's, it's America's funny some videos and they make so much money off this stuff and they own like they own all the rights like they don't need to give a split of the check to the person who submitted that video right but with like viners and creators like i'm in a lot of these comps that other brands have made yeah but i get a small check from like all the comps that I've been in how, over the years. How, how do you set that collab, up? So that, um, collab, a, a, an eight ta like talent agency. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. I didn't know. Like if someone just posted a video, like, you know, if a fan made a bunch of vine comps and like posted it, if you can they do that, but then, and then they get millions of views and then they have to share some of that ad revenue cause they don't own the, the rights and they're not parroting it. So you'll see a lot of like reaction channels where they'll watch a vine comp, but then they're in the corner and they're just laughing at it. PewDiePie, every video, like he's just looking at, but he doesn't have to pay out to whatever he's watching. Right. Cause he's doing, providing commentary on it. Right. They can't mistake <clears throat> his YouTube videos for the original piece. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So it's clearly him, you know, providing commentary and yeah, it's like a new yeah. form of the old video. Yeah. Damn. That makes sense. When you talking about strategy, with other people, like, what do you, what were you getting at? Like, what are some of the strategies? Like, Lele Pons having 10 people create a video or, or repost uh, yeah. her one video at the same time. So, like, that's how you would hit popular page on Vine. Right. And so, like, you would, you would post a video and, like, you would have 10 people, like, before you even post it, like, you, like, you just make sure that they're all going to text back and be like, hey, share this video. I'm going to post it at eight, eight o'clock. Like, be ready, reshare it. And then, next time you post a video I'll revine it on my page right so Lily Pons like for example she had let's just say a million followers at at a time and then she has eight other people who also had a million followers as soon as she posts that video everyone revines it within five minutes it's as if she had like 10 million followers right and then she's gonna hit popular page because almost everyone online is gonna be you know they follow someone who has either shared in it, that chain you know. of whatever yeah and so that was the strategy and so based off of that, like people had different post times. Like mm. I like to post like early as fuck in the morning, like 6am. Yeah. But a lot of people weren't ready to revine it, but I had a small group of people. So when it was noon, like I was already on popular page. Right, right, and so right. if my video was fucking fire, like it would stay on popular all day. Mm. So I like to do the early morning stuff, but like other people were so big that it didn't matter. Like, you know, they, they didn't even need anyone else. Like they can just post and they would hit it. But popular page was a huge way to get followers on Vine right. and kind of, you know, hacking that by doing revines, right. which is what honestly I think would kill the app. Like a lot of people were just sharing shit that wasn't funny. And like, I would get paid for revines. So I would like do this one, this one kid, he would make pages like best Adam Sandler vines or whatever. And then 
he would start from zero and then he would get people like me to like reshare a Adam Sandler clip from like Happy Gilmore. Right. And it was stupid and like I mean, but it's Adam Sandler. And <laughs> so it was fucking funny and like people were happy to see that on Vine. And so I would get paid a bunch of money to revine it for twenty four hours. That Adam Sandler page would get like fifty thousand followers in like a day or two. And then he that person would sell the accounts. He would just sell it to mm-hmm. someone else to some wannabe influencer and I, I, would, I would pay attention to all this stuff and I, I remember seeing like all of a sudden it's best Adam Sandler vines and then next thing you know it's just some like Jake blah 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 dude, and you're like who the fuck is most of the time it was just some Middle Eastern dude really? yeah damn and then he deleted all the videos he posted like I think he acted like he was popular so would you okay so like what's the best so I, I, I was like part of I mean I don't want to say like but reasons like that killed Vine, you know, because yeah. people were doing that shit. And then all of a sudden now, like this person has, you know, a hundred thousand, like he's still paying for Revines and like everyone on the app is seeing this random person. It's like, yeah. why are you sharing it? And then people just go back to Instagram. Right, right, right. That makes sense. When, so no other app has that Revine feature right now. Yeah. I mean, Twitter, you can retweet. Facebook, you, like, you can share stuff, but it's not abused as much. Right. And maybe there's a way in an algorithm where you can kind of filter it out so that if someone sees that post, they don't get cluttered with it from everyone else. I don't know how that works. Yeah, I mean, the algorithms are always changing. Like, we see now with Instagram, like, you know, all the people who have bought fake followers over the years, like, you know, their posts are getting zero engagement now because if you guys don't know, like, on Instagram now, they'll test your post out to like a thousand of your random followers or like 10% of your followers. So you have like what 50 K now. Mm-hmm. So they'll test like you have 50 K followers in your personal. So when you post a video, those fire ass videos of Beyonce and it'll test it out to like 500 or 5,000 people. And based off of that, like what the percentage is, they'll roll it out to more people um, compared to like what else, like other people are following. Right. Like the people who follow you, like what engagement other posts, from people who they follow like are getting yeah and so based off that like if you have if half your followers are fake hopefully half the people that the um, algorithm is like testing your post out on hopefully they're not the fake ones right otherwise you're fucked yeah and so what are you gonna do like you can't tell like who's the fake followers so that's interesting brands got fucked dude yeah i mean as soon as i heard people were buying fucking followers i was like you are fucking yourself like there's you don't want it was good for it did make sense like but like i had a friend that was on one of those fucking modeling shows or whatever and he said that they made him have these followers yeah they forced their accounts i was handed i'm not gonna say what brands but i've been handed a lot of money i'm talking thousands of dollars to buy followers and to buy like automatic fake views and fake likes for your account no for the brands for the brands right yeah and but I was handed budgets like yeah. large budgets. Yeah, I'm th- sure. these are accounts with like a ton of followers, like almost a million followers. It's crazy. But in order to because of the whole Instagram algorithm like changing, yeah. In order to keep up with it and not look so fake, they had to shell out thousands of more dollars just to get these automatic views and like likes, just so when people did see their posts, they, they didn't look so bad. God, so dumb. Yeah. I but get it's it. good, I for, get good it. for Instagram for like doing that because yeah hell yeah, yeah. it kind of trims out the fat I hate like when even Lauren doing eyelashes the, there'll be a girls that'll hit her up and be like hey I'm an influencer like I want to just get that done for free so um, I'll come through and she'll be like hey, at the beginning when she she hadn't been hit up by people like this mm-hmm. um, 
she's like, oh my God, this girl's got like a hundred thousand followers. Like, I'm going to do it. And I'm like, wait, what? You're going to do this for free for this chick? Like, what What she got? And like, I look at her shit and I'm like, she has three comments. Mm-hmm. She has 5,000 likes and three comments. And it's like her with her ass out or something. I'm like, you don't think more people are talking about how dope her ass is or whatever it is that they all seem to like, but no one wants to comment on? I'm like, this shit's fake. This shit's mm-hmm. fake as fuck. And that's something that like maybe as creators, it might be interesting for them to hear like what someone who has been in charge of like... um just kind of social media campaigns like that's something you look we look at hell yeah so like we'll see 100k but yeah we're looking at comments first Mm -hmm. and honestly now more than ever like we're looking at how good the content is right because like now like especially with facebook like at like spending money on facebook like um doing like ads yeah is so good and like they're so good at like targeting who totally so as long as we if we can pay an influencer to make good content, like we can just put money behind it. Mm-hmm. Like we don't need to pay so much to get someone like, for example, Peter McKinnon, like he's really good at making content and he has a huge following, probably expensive as fuck. Like, you know, so we can get someone from the group who's way cheaper, who might have no followers, but we can put money behind it. Yeah. And, and help get make it. the content yeah. scene. So content is really important now. That's right. why I think the group's so important because you're teaching people how to make it and make a living off making it yeah which is dope right and uh yeah it's not yeah uh, uh, getting the views and stuff is really important if you want to do it full time mm. but if you can get lucky and find a company to work for yeah totally yeah so when you were like i'm fine okay what when you got brands to start hitting you up how did you start turning that into dollars like how how did you define your price you know what i mean like that's a whole nother game from yeah. just being like an editor or a videographer or whatever like what what was like the craziest brand deal you ever did shit um so there's one where i got paid based off of like how many likes the post got instead of oh, how many followers so just like a very rough numbers like a million followers, you'd get at least a thousand dollars for a six second brand deal, like at least a thousand. And that was like pretty standard. And like, I would take a thousand sometimes I would try and get more, right? you know, but a thousand was like, all right, I'll do it. Especially if you only had to keep it up for like three days or something. Right. Cause the post kind of fizzled out over three days and yeah. And like you could got, just remove it from your page. Yeah, And like, they were cool with it too, because it did its job. So a thousand was like the rough number, but one brand deal was kind of based off of how many likes you got. And so like, I knew it was going to make a lot of money if it, it, it was like a good video, but like I would, I would paid people to like revine it. So, so wait, how, so, like, like what the, would they give you like a dollar per like or something? I, don't, I or, like, remember. What, I think it was like $85 per thousand likes okay. or something like that. So yeah. it's basically like, let's just say a hundred dollars for a thousand likes. Right. If you got 10,000 likes, that's fucking a thousand bucks. Right. 20,000 likes, 2000 bucks. Right. And so you had incentive to get more likes. And so I remember the people I was doing revines with, like they, like you would never revine like a sponsored post, right. like from someone else. Right. Unless if you paid them. So yeah. I would give them like a hundred bucks. Like, Hey, let's revine anyway. And like some people didn't even notice it was a brand deal. Like they didn't. Right. But like, and you would pay them too on top of it. And so like, so you just pay a bunch of homies to do it. Yeah. And so now like my, or that was the one time I've done it or I did it. Um, but yeah, now like your ad is being shown on all these people's pages to all their followers. Right. And I remember that ad like blew up like 
it was good. Like well, I think I, I made like four thousand, five thousand bucks just off of doing that. Like shit. One That's vine. smart. That's yeah, so and, smart. and that for me that was good. But like other people for a six second video, they're making ten thousand. Bro, I already know for no reason. Rudy you know? would tell me about that shit. Like when I'd shoot with him, like. Dude, he was he was like the ad king. Like he always said, he was smart as fuck too with his money. He said a lot of the viners were just like he would talk about. Um, we were, and someone else was talking about this too. But we were at sixteen hundred Vine, mm-hmm. famous, legendary, famous spot in Hollywood, where all these viners lived. And we were there. We were driving still live up now. Still yeah. live there. Yeah, we were driving up the parking ramp to like go to his apartment, and there was like so many fucking exotic cars in there. And Gabe shout out to my boy Gabe was with me and he's like yo whose car is that and he'd be like oh it's blah 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 one of these viners this is whoever's blah 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 one of these viners and they just he's like they just sit there like these cars literally just sit in the garage they never even drive that shit because they're always just in their apartment but they needed it and he's like I'm smart with my shit like this Mustang I got or whatever I think we're in like a souped up Mustang like a really really nice one he's like I got it in a brand deal like they literally gave me the car yeah Ford did plus paid him plus Mm -hmm. paid him and he got to keep the fucking car he's like so I got this Mm -hmm. car in a brand deal i didn't go buy it like i didn't have to go buy it i just got it i'm like that oh shit God. is smart it was like a scenario like that i don't remember yeah, he was it. one of the i mean he was like one of the og like he would make really good shit like i remember when you downloaded the app they would feed you like a few videos yeah like nicholas mcgallis like that was one creator who had like this gummy rap I don't know if you remember it, but like, no. it was like the first thing everyone saw when you downloaded the app. Okay. Like, it was like the video. Yeah. And I remember Rudy's was like one of the first That's crazy. ones. And so, so he made like really good stuff and like he was really smart with it. I remember. Super smart. I remember like he, the first time I've ever, I was ever in contact with him, probably the only time if I think about it, but he, it was about like a brand thing. And he was like, Hey, um, let's all kind of collab. It was like in this group chat thing on like, an app called kick yeah. whatever and like yeah i remember kick. he just got a bunch of random like viners kicks so i was like damn like rudy hit me up and, but it was a lot of other people and he was like let's all collab with each other and it was like secretly a brand deal yeah like thing That's and he dope. was like just use this hashtag at the end of your post but he like because of him and like that whole brand deal which was kind of ran through him yeah like he got me in touch i was able to get in touch with other creators too right that's sick. he was making a shitload of money off that i'm sure i bet yeah. dumb money like these motherfuckers apartments like cost ten, tens a lot. of thousands of dollars tens of thousands yeah. of dollars these people like for one deal and you could do multiple in a month dude we tried to i wonder yeah. if i can talk about this shit we tried to hire someone for a ea campaign that i was directing mm-hmm. and i think our budget was like 60k to give them right to come through for a day to shoot and they turned it down because to make a 15 second Facebook video, their price was $100,000, $115,000 for like a 15 second video. And we were like asking for uh, Snapchat, Instagram, blah, 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 all this stuff we wanted included. And the video was gonna do really well for them on multiple levels as far as acting goes. But they're like, nah, like, yeah, we don't do that shit because we get 100, 115 for this shit. And I, Just imagine one. like even you, but like any person who makes video in the group, like what you would do for a hundred thousand dollars for to make for one video right bro that's a fucking ridiculous salary oh my in, my, in my state my where i'm from i mean like anywhere here in America, yeah right? you'll be okay with 100k you know what i mean like yeah, but for one video like just think about like the camera you can rent the the where you can shoot like the location like the actors you can get the car you could rent for the day like imagine if that was just like your music video budget it's like, dumb but yeah that's crazy to turn that crazy. down 
Yeah, it's fucking crazy. And I people are it. still doing that now. So like how you kind of mentioned earlier how you never viewed Vine as like the place to kind of grow right. as a creator. I think every video creator here needs to think that way about TikTok. Like, yeah, dude, you that were talking about that. F- oh my god! So AFV has 1.8 million followers on that app. That's and America's like, funniest home videos for people who do not know. Yeah, and it's so sick. Like, I'm about to go back on there personally. Yeah, but just as someone who's like watching content on there, it's it's not even Vine 2.0. It's like it's the best app ever created for viewing content. Okay. There's so I'm many. Downloading it right dude, now. I, we should make this a video for the um, YouTube channel. Yeah. What like, TikTok? Yeah, like why content creators should be on TikTok. Okay. I think that's a sick video. Like, so my friend made like a funny meme thing, and he threw it on TikTok. Zero followers, brand new account, twenty thousand likes in like two days. So TikTok's algorithm. So the, like the the parent company of TikTok is called ByteDance, and it's a Chinese like tech company. And in China, there's no Facebook, there's no like Instagram, like there's no Google or YouTube, right. but there's TikTok. And so this is like the Chinese first push in the social media market. Mm. And it's fucking sick. There's science behind the app. There's like crazy algorithms. Money. Yeah, and tons, tons of, money of money too. And it, it's just... you it's just a good place to like view content. There's like a for you page. And so the more posts that you like, they're going to feed you more stuff that you actually like. Huh. And it's awesome. And part of that, like you'll be on the for you page and you'll see something with like a million likes, 2 million likes. And all of a sudden brand new video on your feed, like br- literally brand new, like no likes. And that could be your video on someone else's feed. Right. Like they, they test in like, they, they, they'll put your content out there yeah and they'll do the promotion for you because they know like I was just in a meeting like with someone from the head of growth of the actual bite dance company like the, the app that's crazy it's a huge meeting it's probably the biggest meeting I've ever been in right now I'm hearing from the guy himself like it was for AFV obviously yeah. but like I'm hearing from the guy who works there himself like people want to come back to your app and use it if they're getting like noticed right. on there and if their content's being seen by people. So as someone who's the head of like user growth in America for them, he knows that people just want to be like famous on TikTok. Hmm. So that's like the whole incentive behind it. Yeah, of course. If they, if you start seeing engagement, you're going to fucking keep creating like that's, and it's cool. Cause it's real engagement. It's yeah. like no bots. Like people are really liking it and you can just have Viners blew up everywhere else on TikTok. Like you can grow your YouTube channel. You hmm. can grow, you know, that's dope crazy damn so with your channel how often are you planning on posting like what's your goal with your youtube channel and tiktok i guess if you're gonna try to consume both of those what's your balance youtube first because there's like money yeah there right now there's like for ads to be rolled out on tiktok like they're not thinking about that right now but like you would have to do brand deals again for tiktok no like there's gonna be like like um like in in that um like ads. Yeah, like in your feed. Like but, they'll just but, pop up. But that's what I'm saying. Like would the only way you could make money right now on TikTok is if you got yeah. like whoever to sponsor you and give you some money. Yeah. And so yeah, that's not part of the plan now. Right. That's just to help promote the YouTube videos. I'm already kinda of making money on YouTube, so right. like that's kind of yeah, so one video a, a week at least. Yeah. I gotta do more pranks. That's right. all people wanna see. And yeah, I feel the like pranks I'm pranks are really funny though. Yeah, I there I have so many ideas, man. And I like bet you do. Dude, and the, I hope like Adam is watching this cuz I have this like Adam who? 
Degrasse. Oh, okay, Degrasse. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, dude. I have the just post like, Malone prank. I have post Malone prank. There we go. I, I mean, I'll just say it because no one's done it yet. Like, I'm gonna pick. don't say it. No, don't. I don't know. You're gonna tell. You're fuck. gonna say what the prank is. Yeah. But is it is it is the prank funny? If it happens, like it needs to happen, like if Adam organized it, where you're gonna prank Post Malone? Oh uh, no, I'm not gonna. Prank oh okay. I yeah, I'm, I'm just right. gonna like pick up girls like using Post Post Malone lyrics, <laughs> like do. And I have a girl who's gonna like pick up guys. Like yeah, you were just gonna go up to people and just say shit like, congratulations. And then be like, what are you talking about? Like, damn, you you look like you worked so hard. You forgot how to vacation, huh? <laughs> and then they'll be like, what the fuck? And then everybody like, say, can I get your number? There's, but just flip it and then yeah just shit like that like you should always be drinking Bud Light that's hmm. all he drinks I'll do the whole face tie I'll do the sig everything oh my god I'm gonna do the full look and so if the Post Malone like one pops up but I'm sure as you've seen like with Beyonce and Jay-Z like their fan base is so in love with them Mm -hmm. like if if I I mean I I wouldn't do it with with Jay-Z but if someone did that like picking up girls with jay-z lyrics just that's funny dude, as fuck their fan base is gonna love it it's it's, it's like good it's good-hearted <laughs> content dude i know atheon crockett does some good jay-z impersonations oh, yeah that'd be sick if i can get him that'd be funny yeah but the, the the strategy behind that is like their their fan base is gonna love it they're all gonna flock to me they're gonna wait for part two right right, right. so i could do like post malone lyrics i mean pe- people have done this stuff but like this is like one trend that like people aren't doing right now. Yeah. So I'm gonna do it with Post Malone, like Billy Eilish. You should do um like fucking uh, tw- or not Twenty One Savage. Um, uh, who the fuck is that? I'm trying to think of who it Lil is. Lil Windex. No. Um, you damn know, it. You know Lil Windex? No. There's just some meme rapper like Lil Windex. Like oh the, yeah. The fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. spray bottle, like the the um, glass cleaner. His whole pers- persona is Lil Windex, but he, he's like like. It's funny. You should He's do good. like a little pump and then just um, walk up to a girl and say like, hey, you want to come over for a little pump? <laughs> <laughs> little pump prank? I like that, dude. It's a funny title, little pump prank. Little pump. Uh, I don't know. That's, that's, see, this is what I'm talking about. This shit's funny as fuck. I'll yeah, watch all this shit. I'm going to pick up girls as, as like, and I'm going to do the whole costume too. Can you talk about the video that you're going to drop next? Is it? Are you going to drop the one next that you... The construction uh, one? Yeah, construction. Yeah. What, you'll, yeah do you think be that'll soon. be done by this? This won't come out for like two more weeks. Maybe. Yeah. Okay, talk about it. It might be. Tell people. Yeah, it's just like a fake construction worker in Los Angeles. And like, yeah, we we fucked with some people. It, but it was it because it was raining. It, so it was raining. Yeah. He hits me up. He's like, yo, I, I want you to be in this video for like one second or whatever. <laughs> and I was like, okay. Yeah, he has a little cameo. I got a little cameo. The Black Widow Cream hoodie has a cameo. You blurred mm-hmm. out my face. but uh, Cop that merch. Yeah, cop that merch. Link please. in bio. Shop bwnc.com. Um, you it rained in LA rarely it rains here and so he's like yo it just rained so I'm gonna make this video where I'm like a construction worker and I have to like clean up uh the water and all <laughs> but like budgets are cut in LA so all I have is like a mop and, and um, a sponge and a sponge so he's like <laughs> you didn't you go to like Wendy's or something like that and the KFC KFC yeah I just walked in there with like a fucking orange vest and then you just go up to the person in the front and be like I just got a call and like someone called the H2O department and they said there's like leaks. People came in and like spilled their 10 piece. And then there's like, no, someone called, someone slipped. I'm like, yeah. And they're like, yeah, I mean, the H2O so department, yo, it's so confusing, but you, you just sound official. Yeah. And like you're wearing a vest and then someone called and spilled their 10 piece. Yo, <laughs> like that's such a fucking iconic line. And then people were like, Oh, someone called. And then they would always say someone called and then I'd be like, I'm here. And I'm, I'm holding a fucking bucket. <laughs> 
can I have a mop? <laughs> yeah, like they someone. don't have like their job isn't to clean up a fucking mess so if someone spills that shit like they're gonna send the city the city of Los Angeles is gonna send a guy to clean up your 10 piece nugget that fell and then they're always just like well things are fine now and dude but at um oh my God. I think it was Dunkin Donuts and like they're like, oh, um, no one's slipping in here, but I think if you go in the par- in the parking garage, people are slipping. And I'm like, oh, where's the garage? And they fucking walk me to the garage. I think people are slipping. <laughs> Dude, and then I walked over there, and then I just got B-roll of like me actually cleaning up the mess. In the garage? Yeah. So like, I, I wanted to not just be a prank. Like, I wanted to kind of incorporate other elements. So it's also like part docu- documentary of yeah. a constructor. Yeah, a construction worker, I guess whose budget got cut from, um, like, the government, from the, the government shutdown. <laughs> Man, that shit's going to be funny as fuck. I think that's going to be great. Um, thanks. What are your other goals leading up here? I mean, I feel like we covered this a good interview. Yeah, thanks, actually, yeah. I, we talked about cool. a lot of good shit. I think another main goal, like, for me, like, I'm very passionate about the group. Yes. I want it to blow up, dude. I mean, we've been in touch for two years now, and like we're lit- like we still haven't even worked on anything yet together. I, I know that's what's like, fucked up. Yeah, it's like, at the we're at the cuff. Like it was important for me to establish the space. Yeah, you know what I mean, now that we have the space, it's like the beginning stages, but it's also organize- organization. Like, yeah, and I guess it just goes back to like people, you know, like even like what you said with Mars. Like people don't people always view success as like overnight, and like people until they do it themselves, like they don't ever see like all the work that goes behind it or whatever so no i mean just with the black and green patreon page like it isn't in no way even covering all your bills like right now not, and, like, e- not even half yeah not even not even not close even close to half and like and that's just like one small thing but like the the patreon is still pretty successful you got like 50 yeah members, like which 50 is people fucking dope out. It's fucking but, awesome. like, but that was an idea we had like even two years ago and like we haven't even really gone full force into that yet so hopefully people will see the patreon like one day and feel like damn it's doing really good and they might think of that as like an overnight thing but we've been putting thoughts and like ideas into that for so long yeah and so like that's a huge goal of mine too not just to get the patreon members for the group like i want our videos and tutorials to be seen like i really want to help people out with this stuff right Like, like some of the views and like Another company I worked for was PETA, the animal rights organization. Oh, cool. And so like those views on those videos, like actually kind of meant something compared right. to, you know, like that's not, interesting as fuck. Yeah. So like AFV, like my, my biggest video on their Facebook page is maybe 20 million views, mm. but my video for PETA, which has 20 million views, just like one video, I can see like an actual impact that it made in like people's lives. Yeah. Like that video specifically was about like wearing wool mm. and it was like really random that it blew up, but people were like vowed to never wear wool again because it's an animal product from sheep. And they saw how like the sheep were being treated right. like, um, undercover, like investigation footage and do like being a video editor there was crazy. Like Fuck. that raw unedited shit I had to watch for so long, but that was the first company that took a bet on a kid with no college degree. Was this like during the Vine era? Yeah, I was. Actually, Vine was still a thing at the time. Wow! So that was like the first company that really took a chance on me, and they hired me. And like I, I love that I, Vi- I views it, with dude. like views with like a like a. There's importance behind the views. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean the the company is very like, you know, people have their own thoughts about it. Right. But I think they should look into it more and like yeah, make their own decision, an informed decision. Uh, the company really tries to like 
you know, get the word out there. And they're a nonprofit, so they can't spend money on ads. Right. So they have to do crazy shit, and they have to say crazy shit to get in people's news feeds nowadays, and mm. or, or to get press. Yeah. And like the, that's interesting. Yeah, and so they have to go above undercover and, and like, do all this shit just to. Yeah, but like SeaWorld, like everyone, I think oh, after yeah. after Blackfish came Blackfish out, like fucked them up. But did like Peta was trying to do that years before, right. like put all this stuff out there before. And yeah, like they're still trying to do that with other things, like different types of circuses and. Right. But that's. It was just really great working there and like yeah. learning how like they had six million Facebook likes and being able to make videos for that page and see how many views it got and like how controversial stuff would get shared more mm. and like how you really need to take a, a more aggressive approach to the videos that you make and good. then kind of like lear learning from that and like yeah just taking that on and forward and kind of building off of that for every other project your instagram says that guy from the that toilet, toilet paper, paper commercial, commercial? yeah like, the fuck toilet the charmin commercial you were huh? <laughs> go on yeah dude what? this is a toilet paper commercial <laughs> you never seen it dude that was like I my claim to so. fame yeah really yeah was it like a legitimate commercial or a vine video no this is legit what yeah. you just acted in it yeah i mean i used the toilet paper what yeah. are you talking about? I mean, can I watch it? Is it on YouTube? No. So how the fuck do you see it? You're, I don't know. you're lying. So this doesn't exist. It exists. No, it does. It's it. not on the internet though. How is it not on the internet? It was a shot in 1984. <laughs> when, like, how is it not like on the internet? 2004. Is it really a commercial? I don't or, know. Are you just saying shit in your bio? Yeah. You fucking lame. Dude, I remember on, on <laughs> yeah. Vine, dude. One of my bios. Actually, a, ho a hopeful guest that we'll get on the show is Noel Miller. Oh, yeah. I remember Noel. the first time I, I met him, like, in person, he was like, dude, weren't you, like, on the Disney Channel or something, like, when you were a kid? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? No, he's like, dude, I could have swear, like, I remember seeing somewhere, like, you're on the Disney Channel. I was like, oh, shit. I used to just put, and I still Fake do. Yeah, bios. I, yeah, I just put stupid shit in my bio, and I remember one time I put... Um, like that kid from Disney yeah whatever because I made this one vine that went viral like me like um, like if I were on the Disney channel and I did like oh, yeah. the whole the I drew dicks. the thing and like I drew a penis yeah. instead and like that shit went viral and so I just made that my bio but like even people like Noel they thought I was really on that's the Disney channel that's fucking smart as fuck though dude do you remember Alex from Target I think he was on like the Ellen DeGeneres show he was just some guy that worked at Target and he was wearing red and someone snapped a picture of him as he was scanning their groceries or whatever and people thought he was so hot he got millions of followers overnight <laughs> from this tweet and I changed my my name on Vine to at Alex from Target and within like two days I got like 150,000 followers. Oh my followers. God. It's because people were looking him up yeah. and I, I had the most followers out so of it. So it looked yeah. like you were him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And people actually like ended up collabing with him because he became like a full time personality. Oh my God. So like people like Rudy and yeah, so, right. like, they would actually, they hung out with this random guy from Alex Target. From Target. <laughs> but every time they were looking him up, they were actually following me. That's so fucking funny. Yeah. The they probably made a lot of money off that kid. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Remember but when he probably made more money than me right out the gate. Yeah. He got that Target brand deal. Remember the dude that 
was got arrested in his mugshot. Like everyone thought he was really hot, and they just love this guy that was oh, in prison. Yeah, and the light skin. Yeah, yeah. he's just like killed it. Uh, everyone talked mm-hmm. about that. This, the internet is so fucking stupid. I remember seeing like there's like an article about um, a profile view of him, like just a different angle, and it yeah. was like, oh, uh, like your your internet bay isn't as sexy as you thought it was. But it's just crazy how like one, one fucking thing blew up. It was just like a different angle of him. Oh, and like right. People didn't yeah, think yeah, that yeah. he looked just, good. Or, the or they were like, it turned out that the reason why he was going to jail is because he like fucking <laughs> killed somebody or something. Dude, like, people uh, like that though. Like, I'm every, into it. Yeah. I'm into this bad guy shit. This is another thing I wanted to bring up. You're, you, I don't know if you just started this or not, but you have uh, this DM series where, oh, yeah, where you have it looking like. What do you mean looking like? You don't think Blake Shelton hit me up <laughs> or puma or kylie <laughs> he he's so he has a series and like he's got i'll just we'll wrap it up on this one he just posted it and he goes laugh my fucking ass off this person from puma just gave me kylie jenner's number and it shows the tweet and it's puma's verified account yeah it's a dm from it's, puma so a, i got these shoes like they had these in and out shoes yeah. that came out and they're supposed to have palm tree laces they didn't have the palm tree laces and they fucking lied to me on the customer service. I chatted their bot on their website. I was like, Hey, it comes with the laces, right? The palm tree laces. They're like, yeah, I get them. Didn't. So I posted a video saying like F you Puma didn't come with the laces ever. So they hit me back and they're like, yo, please delete this. Like, what can we do? And I know that Kylie Jenner had previously like done like sponsored stuff for Puma. And I was just like, just give me her number. And then what we're good. whoever runs their social media is just like done because it's his job to like make sure people aren't talking bad about them (laughs) online and so he he just gave me her number and then i hit her up you're alive motherfucker look at the shit i am looking at this shit that's a serious dude and so i made it seem like he gave me a fucking number (laughs) i love how you tried to sell it again (laughs) he tried to make that shit feel real good it's it literally goes like this dude it's his post on Instagram. It's like so unprofessional. I like, love it. Uh, dude, I love so it. many people think it's real. Too. I know. Cause it's fucking believable. At first I'm like, damn, I he's tried, talking to Puma. I tried to make the conversation seem like it's so legit good. and very casual. And like, so it shows his, it shows his own picture of the shoes or whatever. And he's complaining. And he, I think he even put up a poll. Like, are they fucking <laughs> they like fuck Puma or whatever? Then the guy goes, dude, I'm so sorry. What can we do to make this, make you delete this? And he goes, you don't want to hear it, bro. You wouldn't do it anyway. That's what Nico Sean will put it right here. Yeah. Put it up. And then he goes, yeah i would i promise this is from puma and then he goes all right you got kylie jenner's number and then they go done and they send the number 805 and then he blurs out the rest and he goes bet then the next post it doesn't end there yeah the next post is sean <laughs> he posts another screenshot from kylie jenner and he goes yo what the fuck on my way to calabasas thanks puma and it's just a picture that sean sends to kylie of her and it says, you like Puma? And she goes, who is this? And he goes, sorry, I'm at Sean Sauce. Some guy from Puma gave me your number because <laughs> my in and out shoes didn't come with the palm tree, tree laces. Ha ha. And she goes, oh, ha ha, that's crazy. Yeah, because she looked me up because that's why I put my at <laughs> so she could look me up. So she's like, what the fuck? Because I got her number, right? So <laughs> she looked me up. She's like, damn, this guy's pretty fucking cute. <laughs> And he goes, so, uh, yeah. he goes, he goes, um, she says, ha ha, wow, that's crazy. Want to hang out with me and Travis tomorrow night? Here's my address. Blah, 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 blah. Calabasas, California. He goes, sure. See you then. And then, <laughs> and then uh, the next one, the next one, he goes, this is too crazy for me. I'm going to sleep update in the morning. And it just shows this conversation that he's still like having FBI, with bro. Kylie. And then a notification popped up from his dad and his dad says, why is the FBI here? But then they'll get you. Man. Kylie says, um, 
Travis will never know. I've been good at avoiding TMZ lately. I love you so much, Sean. Sean goes, honestly, I'm too young to help you raise your kid. <laughs> and besides, Travis probably has guns, and I'm not messing with him. I appreciate the offer, though. She goes, please, Daddy, I'll do anything. <laughs> he goes, this is moving too fast, Kylie. This is the most ridiculous <laughs> fucking chat. I, that didn't, you... I didn't even send her that text, either. Oh, my God. It's moving God. too fast. I think that's the last time I talked to her. He's No, you said, update. I left her on read. And then it just shows a message that you never opened. And from her, she's saying, don't worry, Sean. Kim knows lawyers. We got you now. Stop changing the subject. I want another baby. You know Kim's becoming a lawyer now? Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, it's crazy. Why the fuck is she doing that? Dude, everyone's like, oh, you guys are forgetting Like her dad's the biggest lawyer of all time Like on the dream. Nobody forgot that. No one forgot like, that. Everyone just thinks it's weird that Kim wants to be a lawyer. Yeah. Like she has all the money she She's, wants. What like, she need to fucking go be in court for and shit? I mean, I guess it's like a passion <sighs> thing. She just wants to do it to go to Sean's it. Instagram and look. And just click on DMs and this shit. You it's please, highlight. please do more. It's one of the highlights. Yeah, it's I might fucking, turn it into a YouTube series. That would be really funny. Yeah, because there's like a YouTube series that I've seen. It's like um, they'll like text. That's kind of how I got the idea. Like they'll text their crush like post malone lyrics oh yeah so it's like doing like i just want to incorporate like a prank element and, like, yeah i think it's do great. that to people it's funny too because you just like showed up one night to when me and dave were here working you just like showed up and he brought this big ass ziploc bag and he was like hey kush. dave will you take pictures of me with this like bag of kush and he like ran outside and like got found like a bunch of grass and just stuffed hmm. this massive bag and then he just posted yeah, up check like, it out man oh comment my. kush on my photo for follow back yeah there you go yeah but shout out to dave man like he's first of all so talented and like he just he's down to like make stuff with me which is really cool and like yeah dave's a beast just, yeah he, like working with creatives and like collaborating with people from the group whether it was dave or imagine if he never hit you up first of all like imagine if some like someone else I'd but just tired. working with people in the group and kind of with dave specifically like how, him and like how he brings ideas like to life and how he is behind the lens like dude it, I think it's so cool and like I, I'm gonna shoot my stuff going like going on from from now like differently just from seeing how he shot stuff like mm. once or twice right. kind of seeing how he moves with like the Ronin yeah and right yeah. that's dope would you it's be down really to cool. work with other creatives oh in the group yeah dude if anyone wants to shoot a prank video or anything like dude, so my YouTube channel has like 60k right now it's pretty dead like I feel like I'm starting from the ground up. Right. I have a really good base to yeah, start yeah. with. Yeah, yeah. And like I like I said, I, I know exactly like I know the back end now and how to just start it. Yeah, you're gonna like, hammer the dude, nail. It's gonna the be crazy. Like I, I don't even know how to like get all of it out there like verbally. But if anyone in the group wants to, you know, in LA, you guys wanna make some videos, you guys wanna help shoot, if you guys have ideas and you guys wanna be in video too like my YouTube channel is just going to be a place where we're just going to throw stuff out. And like, right. I know they're going to do well eventually. Like I just need to stay patient and like keep coming up with good stuff, keep putting it out there and be consistent with it. But eventually like my page is just going to be, you know, like popping again. And I wanted to just be a place where I can like collaborate Hell with yeah. people in the group, whether they're just shooting it or how can they get a hold of you? DMS? Yeah. DM. Okay. Yeah. Tight. Well, shit, this is dope. I like yeah. this podcast. This is a good one. Yeah, man, it's it's different, and uh, you know, like I think social media is something that's really, you know, something that everyone kind of thinks about. So and, like, crucial. Puts it in. Yeah, if anyone else ever has like other questions, like shit, shit, me up. that sucks. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> shit, hit, hit me luck. up. I mean, there's so much like different layers to it. And, like, yeah. 
You no, know? there is. It's a, it never ends. Um, if people want to uh, find you, where can they find you, or what do you want them to pay attention to? Yeah, just check. I hear a crackhead outside yelling. Yeah, I wonder if they, that's getting picked up. I but yeah, um, yeah, just hit me up on Instagram. Like I'm probably on there. So it's Sean Sauce right? on Instagram and then yeah. Sean Sauce TV on YouTube. On YouTube and Twitter, yeah. And Twitter? My Twitter is like hella verified, so you guys can like Find look him. up Sean Sauce. There you go. That's tight. Y- are you verified on there yet? No, motherfucker. we're going to get Ben verified. Please. And, like, yeah. Just so I can get a hold of other people for the podcast. It's way easier to stick out in DMs. There's many reasons why yeah, you need right, to be verified. Right, right, I know. I yeah. Know. Um, okay, cool. So if people got this far on the podcast, I always let my guests pick a hashtag. You'll pick a hashtag. And then what I'll tell you to do, listener, is if you made it this far, so me and Sean know, go to Sean's Instagram, whatever his last post is when you're listening to this, go there and comment the hashtag he's about to say and tag yeah. me at Ben Rivers World so I know that you made it this far. Yeah. Uh, do hashtag Yolt Y O L T. You only that? live twice. Cause okay, like, like reincarnation's real, okay. and like we've already came back to life. Like we do it every day. Like you go to sleep. Like dude, you're literally out every day. Like every day is like your second chance. Damn. Yeah, damn. It, it's crazy, dude. Woo! Dude, and there's this teacher that I used to have, and like. Uh, I don't learn from him anymore because he would, he would, he didn't come back to life. He he would visit you in your dreams, man. What? Like you would learn from him and he was online too, but like you would meet him in your dreams and you'd see stories of of like other people who would follow him. Like it was just a YouTube channel and like he would have a blog and stuff, but there's other people who studied from him. It was really deep. I'm talking like crazy stuff. Like I wouldn't sleep, no drugs, nothing like this is real. Like 36 hours of like no sleep, just water and like harvesting energy from the sun like a fucking plant like this is real dude i have no idea and, what you're talking about right now but i mean and let's see what this channel is about and so like but this teacher who taught you how to do all this stuff and just harvest energy from the inside and you know like without food or like external things besides the sun right um but anyway this teacher would visit you in your dreams and he would actually try and get you to be like weak when he visited you so he can like take over what the fuck? Yeah. Sounds like some rapey shit, it, bro. It, it's really crazy. And like, he never visited me in my, my dreams, but like my friend who got me onto him, he's like, bro, you need to stop. And so I stopped, but I still learned enough from him that like, hashtag guilt, <laughs> every, you need to treat every day. Yeah, is, I do like that. If, yeah. that. if there's one message you take away from this creepy rapey guy that comes up in your <laughs> dreams and steals your money and fucking yeah. touches your butt, it's yo man because yeah. that is facts i do love that that's tight um all right Every cool day, man. hashtag yo um how you want to end the podcast uh let's have nico's put up like a funny vine or something should we just be watching it yeah let's watch it for like 10 S- seconds all right 10 seconds this is me fake laughing <laughs> <laughs> If you're listening on audio, this is why you should be watching it on YouTube. Or Patreon. Or Patreon. All right, that's good. Is that good? Yeah. All right, that's it. Thanks, Justin Odisha, for everything. Honestly, like, I can't thank you enough. Like, some of your tutorials have, like, gotten me through, you know, really I'm tough I'm just going to shut off in the middle of this. Bye. Yeah. Bye, bye, bye. That's it for episode six. I don't know what episode number this is, but it is one. 
Shout out to Sean Sauce for coming on the podcast, sharing his story, his information, all of his likeness. We really appreciate it. Follow Sean on Instagram at Sean Sauce. Um, find his YouTube channel too. He's really fucking funny. Uh, yeah. Thank you guys for listening again. Thank you for always listening to every episode. If you're new, we appreciate it and we welcome you. So make sure you subscribe to the channel, whatever you're listening to us on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, what have you. Uh, and pick up some merch. Shop BWNC.com. That's our fuel right now. So appreciate that. Patreon supporters, we appreciate all of you guys. You really save the day. I know we're in the middle of a transition but we're about to make the patreon page really really fucking dope so uh get excited for that when my family leaves here on sunday full-fledged black and cream the next week so we'll have it all dialed in by then and launch it soon so yeah all right cool guys we'll uh see you uh every every fucking week for sure every wednesday and sunday and a week early for my patreon people but we love you goodbye that was me burping saying goodbye So it might have sounded weird. Goodbye.